Hey kids, it's your old pal Gorag the Slayer. How the hell are you doing? Tonight's podcast is brought to you by LoneStarButtons.com. Make your custom button design a reality. Lone Star Buttons offers a variety of custom products, mainly buttons of different sizes and shapes, but that's not all. You can also order bottle openers, magnets, and mirrors of your own design. Do you have a project you're trying to promote, but your marketing budget is lacking in fundage? Well, I think you're in luck, because LoneStarButtons.com offers great prices at great quality. To get in touch, just email info at LoneStarButtons.com, or you can call the owner, Adam Stimby Jones, at 281-798-1996. Tell him Gorak sent you, and you want to suck on his hairy tits. He loves this, and he will throw in some buttons for free. Mmm, yeah. Also, if you want to get in touch with the podcast, you can email rotwpodcast at gmail.com. That's rotwpodcast at gmail.com. Take part in the show. Come on, send us in some news stories, you creeps. It's also a great way to send in friend questions, which we've been lacking. But I'm done crying my tears of blood. Well, that's all you got to hear from me. That's enough of my bullshit. Now I'm going to hand the mic over to Senor Gabriel Dieter. Thanks, Gorag. Hey, everybody. Um, Just wanted to make an announcement. If um, you would like some swag sent to you in the mail, uh, you can email your address to rotwpodcast at gmail.com. That's rotwpodcast at gmail.com. In the subject line... Just type in swag and uh, give me your address. And uh, let's see, maybe the first 50 people, I'll send you an envelope full of stuff. Um, I don't know what yet. I know we have a sticker, at least one sticker. And let's see, some buttons. And there is a bumper sticker on the way. So uh, just be patient um, in getting your stuff. But the first 50 people to send me an email i will definitely hook you up and i think that's it so uh i'll do gorak's job coming to you pre-recorded live from atomic age studio in beautiful pasadena texas it's the it's the revenge of the world podcast with your host me gabe that dude Dieter, and bitchin brennan birch Hey everybody, thanks for listening to Revenge of the World, episode 127. I'm your host, Gabe Faces of Death Dieter, (laughs) Uh, and I'm here with uh, Bitchin' Brennan Birch. Hey, how's it going, everybody? I forgot, I meant to uh, give myself a new new nickname. Yeah, I I was a little worried you were stroking out on me there. (laughs) Oh, Brennan. Last thing we need. (laughs) I gotta give you all the passwords before you leave. Yeah. Uh... Side note, did you bring my mic stand? <laughs> I sure didn't. God damn. Uh, how have you been, Brennan? We we didn't do an episode last week. Yeah, we didn't uh, do an episode last I week. I don't know why. Uh, but, uh, I got a pretty good idea. How, how have you been? How, how have I been? been? Uh, you know, pretty. I, I'm I'm going through an art rut right now. Ooh. It's tough. I have drained you of your powers. Yeah, I, th- I think so. <laughs> it's like, you know, we like the last few weeks, I've been sitting down and trying to draw and paint and stuff, and I've just... I've hit a wall, and it's it's so bad that I think I'm gonna have to take a break and do some life drawing. You know, oh. like it's it's like that sounds like a total drag. Like it's 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 mechanical. Yeah, my hand just doesn't do what I need it to do. And like, have you know. tried cutting off a finger? You know, I haven't. Uh, my insurance isn't that good. <laughs> okay. Um, like it's thirty five dollar copay just to go to the emergency room. And- just get some tape and strap a couple down. Yeah. And uh, strengthen your other finger. Yeah, strengthen maybe, your drawing maybe, fingers. Only. Maybe maybe I need to like go get like some of those like big chief pencils. You know the big round yeah. ones that, that like they t- use for first graders. Yeah, I can probably get some of those for my son. Do it. Yeah. So I'm, I'm just like I'm struggling, and it's really hard because uh, Jess, my girlfriend, is a really talented artist, and we'll sit down and you know just have something playing on TV and just be drawing or whatever. And she's just over there, like, killing it with my markers and, like, paint pens oh. and stuff. Like, 
she's really really good and i'm just like sitting here looking at my page like wanting to die <laughs> hey can you hand that to me so i can do something considerably <laughs> less uh talented yeah it's it's <laughs> it's, it's rough it's 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 like <laughs> i don't know you just like it's 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 like peeing next to somebody that's like peeing and like they're trying to talk to you but they're just like going full stream and like you just started so like oh, you I haven't thought you were going the giant dick row no i'm not no <laughs> no it's just like whenever someone's like just sitting there just taking a piss and talking to you like right whenever you start and you're like dude i need a second come on you know and it's just it's just that that level of like tension and <laughs> intimidation oh my god <laughs> It's very deep rooted. There's a lot going on here. It is a contest. I feel like we're all learning a little bit more than about me than maybe we should know. But <laughs> I, I like this side of you, Brennan. Yeah, so I've been kind of I've been fighting the art demon lately and losing pretty badly. I don't know. Maybe maybe I need to start playing guitar again or something. I don't know. It's just it's not happening. I know exactly what you can do, but it's not a pleasant experience. Okay, what's that? <clears throat> Double your current heart pressure. Your blood pressure? Yeah. And uh, have a near-death experience. Near-death experience, yeah. Kind of get a new lease It'll on life. It'll kind of refresh your uh, your skills a little bit. Oh, so, well, I've noticed that you've been getting a lot of art done lately. What do you mean? Uh, well, I've, I've been following your Instagram. You're doing a lot of work, and uh, you seem to have some sort of secret that's helping you out. Oh, it's not a secret, man. It's not a Believe secret. Believe me. Okay. I, I posted pictures from the hospital. Yeah, that's true. So, uh, uh, let's... You know, my life is pretty boring right now. You had a near-death experience last week. I think we should probably be talking about that. Uh, I took a ricochet from a CIA heart attack bullet. It's <laughs> um, a sonic heart attack weapon. Yeah. Uh, I've been eating badly. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it almost killed me. That That's about the end of the story. Yeah? Was, was that the official <laughs> diagnosis? Oh, yeah. Definitely. They're, they're, they're my, like, my own diagnosis. The sorry. official one, uh, yeah, I almost, I almost had a stroke. Really? But, I mean, my blood pressure was in the stroke range. Wow. So I definitely could have, uh, something could have happened. Okay, like, just walk us through the timeline here. Like, what, what happened? Uh, about 10 o'clock uh, last Thursday. Is it last Thursday? No, Thursday before last. Cause yeah, because we, yeah, we didn't do a show. We didn't do a show. Um, I had chest pains, and I was like, oh, shit, this fucking hurts. But I thought it might be gas. Right. The fucking elusive phantom that <laughs> could be your death, but yeah. you never know. It could well, be you, gas. You kind of get that, that, that little bit of heartburn where, like, you know, maybe you've eaten some rich food and then, like, yeah. you drink a beer and then you're just like, oh, God, this really hurts. It stabs. Is something wrong, you know? Yeah. No, it's probably just gas. Like, I could take an antacid. You know how the vision can uh, thin out as molecules and stick it through your chest? Right. That's kind of what it felt like. Okay. Uh, <laughs> So, <clears throat> I fucking hate doctors. Like, yeah. I, I hate I hate going and doing anything medical or dental. Yeah. Uh, I make myself, but I really I really put it off when I can. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Wish we had cough, but um. So I had like really bad chest pains, and they didn't go away, and I wasn't burping. So I was like, "Fuck, do I need to go to the emergency room? Because this really hurts. This is an, emer- an emergency." For me mm-hmm. and that's like you know i i can ignore most things right other than broken bones uh so i got in my car and i was like should i just go to lunch <laughs> <laughs> should, I just, should i just eat something maybe maybe uh i'm over overthinking this and i was like you know what i pull i backed out of the parking spot and i drove to the end of the uh you know the, the property mm-hmm. I was like, am I taking a left or a right? Uh, and then I thought, this is my actual thought, I would hate to die while debating whether I should go to the emergency room or not. Yeah. So I chose to go to the emergency room. That's good. Um, <clears throat> first thing, uh, an educational point. <clears throat> Do not go to urgent care <laughs> if you're having this kind of problem. Uh, if you cut yourself or sprain your ankle, go to urgent care. Right. Uh, if you're having a heart attack, or a brain aneurysm, or a stroke, go to the emergency room of a official hospital. Okay, and uh, is there any particular reason as to why? Um, because urgent care can't do anything. Really? Uh, especially for chest pains, and they just took my money and turned me around and sent me across the street. It's not covered by their insurance. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. Um, so, uh, by that time, Jess had gotten to the urgent care, and... Uh, 
I was still waiting to be seen at the urgent care. And, uh, you know, we went in, they turned us around, just drove me to the hospital, um, where she dropped me off at the wrong spot. Oh God. <laughs> and, uh, this decrepit old lady, I'm, I'm telling you, like, she probably should have retired 20 years ago. Wow. Um, she said, hello, sir, is there is there anything I can help you with? And I said, yes, I think I'm dying of a heart attack. <laughs> she turns around and gets a wheelchair and pushes me all the way to the emergency room. Wow. This is an old woman. Yeah. I am very heavy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh but yeah, she did it at a brisk walk too, and wow. I, I was really grateful. Um, so I got to the emergency room. They took my blood pressure. It was two twenty six over one nineteen. Whoa! Regular range is one twenty, you know, to yeah. like one twenty five, something like that. Oh my god! Um, so I was given a red wristband, mm-hmm. <laughs> and they wheeled me out back into the lobby. What What, what is a red wristband? What does that <clears throat> denote? Higher priority, I yeah. guess. Okay. Because they were triaging the waiting room. Yeah. And um, so, so it's like it's like the fast pass at Disneyland. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I got but, to cut through some yeah. of the lines. Not all of them, because you know, there was a lady pissed at me because I saw I went back there three times. Yeah. And she had like a a sprained shoulder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so she was sitting in the lobby waiting, not the lobby, the waiting room, and she was looking at me like you piece of shit. <laughs> I'm, how, I'm hurting here. How dare you die in front of me? <laughs> uh, so the third time I went back there, or yeah, third time, um, this guy took my blood and he gave me this tiny pill. Mm-hmm. I was still having chest pains. They were just as bad as they were in the morning. And this is like 1230 already. God. Um, yeah, weight lines. It's great. Um, so he gave me this tiny pill. And dude, I don't take medicine. I'm pretty sensitive mm-hmm. to anything i take I, don't, I just never took anything other than some pain meds when it was fun right and uh i took this tiny pill he told me to put it under my tongue asked him what it was he said nitro i just was like what does it do and he said uh just take it and she asked him again like well what i mean what what's gonna happen what are what's it what does it do and what is it so he's like oh it's it's nitro just just take it and uh we'll we'll bring you go back out to the the waiting room so i take this thing put it under my tongue it's fucking crazy yeah i don't recommend that shit to anybody uh unless you're dying (laughs) (laughs) and then it's actually pretty good for you uh but it felt like my teeth were gonna bust out of my gums like my my two front bottom teeth yeah they felt crazy like i've tasted cocaine okay it reminded me of cocaine. Yeah. I haven't looked into it to see if they're related at all, but I wouldn't be surprised. Um, I felt like, I mean, immediately after it dissolved, my head was going to explode. Yeah. And then that pressure went to my chest. Mm. And I'm, I'm not exaggerating. I thought I was breathing my last breath. Like, wow. I had a couple left of me. And I used those to tell Jess, go get somebody. <laughs> she, you know. She was freaking out a little bit, but she went, she went back. They wheeled me back there, took my blood pressure again. This, the pain in my chest had gone away by the time I was wheeled to the back. Right. So I was kind of calming down, <clears throat> but I was freaking the fuck out, man. I thought I was going to die like yeah. literally right then and there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, they took my blood pressure. It had gone down a significant amount, like, uh, I don't know, 50 points or something like that. It yeah. was, it was drastic, but still high. Um, and, uh, we complained a little bit cause that was really scary and, uh, I didn't know that was going to happen. Yeah. You just got dosed on something and yeah. <laughs> and, uh, this guy came, you know, rushing to where I was and he was like trying to explain himself, but he was doing a really bad job of it. Um, so I felt like I really wanted to complain about that, but they got me a bed upstairs, it was mm. a private room, it was pretty badass. It was right next to the helicopter pad. Uh, Though I didn't get to see it until I left, yeah, because uh, I was bedridden for <laughs> a good twenty-four hours. Um, but yeah, uh, the air feels a little fresher. The yeah. roses smell a little bit uh, sweeter, you know. Yeah, it's it was a crazy experience. Back from the dead, man. <laughs> yeah, and um, dude, I don't understand, but well, I understand, but I've lost like eighteen. I've lost eighteen pounds since that day. Really? Yeah. 
Wow. I, I must, I mean, be aware of what you're eating because it's going to give you like problems, you know? Yeah. Eventually you can't, <laughs> you can't just uh, keep doing that mm-hmm. and just party on, dude. Yeah. It's, uh, it's going to catch up to you sooner or later. So like, so what, what's the plan going forward? Like what, what, what changes have you had to make? I'm just eating really clean. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, protein, slow carb. And, uh, I would exercise if I could, but this medicine makes me so fucking weak. Yeah. It like burns out my legs just walking like, you know, 20 yards. Like how, how long do you have to be on the medication? Uh, I have no idea. I haven't seen the cardiologist, uh, yet yeah. I'm going this, this week. <clears throat> Sorry, everybody. If that's a boring story, it's just, uh. It's unique to me. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's that boring. I mean, you know, you did almost die. I mean, we we don't frequently almost die. Well, I could have survived a stroke had I had one. Yeah, but the show would have really suffered. Yeah, I would, mm-hmm. it would have been like, hey, everybody. <laughs> you would just sound like Gorag. <clears throat> that's true. <laughs> um, yeah, so I guess that's that. Uh, I was really proud that I made the right life decision and married my wife. Yeah. <laughs> Cause she was right there with me the whole time. That's good. Um, other than that, uh, not too much, not too much has happened. Yeah. I've been on a art streak. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, I it's guess, been, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah. It seems like you're really kind of coming back. It, it, it doesn't seem like you really missed a beat either. Like you're, you're pretty sharp. Dude, it, still. it only took like two or two or three failures for mm-hmm. me to get back where i might have been i really haven't done everything i used to but um, i'm just having fun doing a couple things here and there it's good we gotta uh i gotta get bust the mass on a new zine yeah yeah so that shit's coming up i don't know if we're gonna be accepted well but uh give it a shot zine fest houston 2018 question mark (laughs) (laughs) exclamation point um where do we go from here brennan i don't know man uh i was can you hear me yeah, I think my headphones are kind of... No, it's your mic. It's the mic? Yeah. Okay, well, maybe I need to get a little closer. Yeah, that's fine, I guess. I don't know. But yeah, I was... I... Okay, Brennan just got a new microphone. All right, yeah. How do you feel about that, Brennan? Feels pretty good. You lucky bastard. It's nice. It's good stuff. <laughs> God, that thing's picking up like an echo now. Yeah. Hello. Check, 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 check. Let's not do mic checks on the on the show. <laughs> Why not? I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting a little jealous over here. Yeah, I, I totally lost my train of thought as to what I was saying, though. Go ahead. Hello, hello, hello. Check, check. I'm talking. Talking into a microphone. I am talking into a microphone. All right. I think we're good. Okay. Um. Yeah, so that's that. I'm, I'm enjoying art again for, I don't know, how long to... How, I got a, an art layoff longer than what the show layoff was. Yeah, you, you were not really drawing last time. It's probably been about a year. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, maybe, maybe that's a good thing. Maybe it's good to just like take some time completely away, you know? I think so. Uh, remember we we're having a conversation in our Instagram group about uh, like dividing up your time. Yeah. And like, you know, I used to spend hours and hours drawing, mm-hmm. but when I took that break, I was consuming right things, you know, like not just pop culture, but I had a lot of time for other stuff. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I did a lot of that and I think, I don't know, maybe just time and experience, uh, changes things Yeah. for whatever you're doing. Well, yeah. I mean, I, and I think that that's the thing that has always like kind of held me back in a lot of ways. It's like, you know, even if I am consuming other stuff, I almost make like a conscious effort to not like incorporate that. Yeah. And like, I, th- I think that, you know, that, that probably isn't a good idea to not incorporate what I'm experiencing in my life into my art. Uh, but yeah, I don't I know. see that. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I'm, I'm also just like, I'm experiencing like, like a real, you know, kind of a style rut, you know? Yeah. Like I kind of hate what I'm doing. Dude. I told, I told Jess, um, just a couple nights ago, the complete history of how I got into art. Yeah. Like past just doing like doodles in a sketchbook. Yeah. And I was like, holy shit, that's a long story. It has mm-hmm. a lot of moving parts. Yeah. And, uh, it's just development. Like I took four years to develop a style of doing things and just the overall look of what my art is going to look like. Yeah. I don't, I, I think you were still in, uh, Washington whenever all that was starting. Cause I was in a depressed relationship. Yeah. That's how it all started basically. I, but 
I remember like right before we left, uh, you'd kind of started really like making a lot of stuff, but it wasn't as refined as it got until right. like right when we, we moved back. I just remember like going into your studio and just be like, oh my God, what have you been doing all this time? <laughs> like just drawing like you were just making so much work and i was just immediately felt completely inadequate <laughs> it's a constant conscious decision yeah. and it it might lead nowhere <laughs> but it's so weird uh to have like this ability to like be a sharpshooter almost you know yeah. like like anything you can think of you can execute in the way that the the language that you have created for yourself right it's crazy and I, I really never thought of it until, like, from start to finish, mm -hmm. or, you know, current, uh, until I told Jess. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. And uh, it started with uh, Rene Cruz's art show, Dark as Fuck. Yeah. I think it was in, like, 1998 or something like that. Mm -hmm. And I, it started there, and I told Jess the whole story. Wow. It was pretty, pretty fun. I, I never really put it all together. Mm -hmm. How about some news, Brennan? All right, yeah, let's do, you some, do news. some of that shit. Let's do some of that shit. We all know what time it is. It's time for the news with Gabriel Dieter and friends. Okay, what do we got, Brennan? Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Well, <laughs> I'm just bring it on you. I mean, we, we we try not to to you know talk about baby tea as as much as possible, but I don't know. I think I think this is just kind of really interesting. Like, uh, I read an article recently about this guy. Uh, about this guy? About the president. <laughs> <laughs> this guy that is president. This guy that is the president named Donald, you know, Jehoshaphat Trump. <laughs> and apparently, he has like this weird like interest in the president of France, and he just like calls him all the time at random hours, like just to talk. Like not not even about you know anything in particular. It seems it's like like he calls him under the guise of business, but I think he just wants to talk to him because he's lonely. No, come on. <laughs> I don't know, but yeah, he's he's just apparently been calling you know Macron like all the time, and like the the people in France are just like, this is weird. Why are you doing this? <laughs> what do you think? What do you think they talk about? Uh, I think probably just the president just kind of rambles, you know. I think they're talking about French women. You think so? I don't know. I don't think Donald Trump would like French women. What? Yeah. Dude, you got to go to France to say that. <laughs> they're like all models. Everybody on the street of Paris, that whole city walks. Yeah. Like there there are no fat people in Paris. I mean, maybe this is just, you know, me imposing my idea of what French people are, but French people just seem like really like smart and sophisticated, and I don't think that no, Donald Trump. Hell no! I don't think he would want to hang around with people that are like smarter or more sophisticated than he is. No, man, <laughs> that's the accent fooling you. Maybe it is. I don't know. When I was in Paris, this uh, this drunk guy busted into the travel agency, drunk out of his fucking mind, and he was ranting and raving. I don't think he even knew where he was, but he locked himself in a supply closet <laughs> and would not come out he just walked in off the street walked past everybody fucking stumbling like his feet were in front of each other um locked himself in and when the management was like knocking on the door trying to get him to come out he was just not having it like wow. there was a struggle to open the door <laughs> like he was pulling on it they were pushing on it and uh the cops came fucking handled it very calmly he started like raising hell, making puke noises. Wow. And uh I don't know if he really puked or not, but they handcuffed him, quietly uh walked him out into the street, and I got some good pictures of it. Awesome. <laughs> uh so yeah, that I don't think any country is more sophisticated than any other country. Mm -hmm. I mean, maybe the Swedes are <laughs> but uh yeah, I don't get that impression from like uh, England or France not in particular. Eng not England so much. I've seen Benny Hill, but yeah, I don't know. But yeah, I mean, but uh, yeah, like he makes these phone calls, and he's always like, "Oh yeah, we had a great conversation." But like on the French end of it, they're just like, "Why did he even call?" <laughs> like, I don't know this this article, man. I got some uh, issues with it. Okay. Um, 
It says Trump struggles to grasp the concept of time zones and aides have to remind him on a constant basis. Yeah. Do you know what time it is in France right now? <laughs> I don't. I mean, I, I know I know it's not 7 7:30 or whatever, but I know it's probably much later. <laughs> yeah, I I don't fucking know. I mean, it I, could be much earlier. <laughs> The next yeah, day. I mean, yeah, me. I mean, it's, it's probably like, you know, um, I imagine it being two, three o'clock in the morning. Um, I just, I don't know, man. It's not the article itself so much as like why this article has to be written. Because <laughs> it's really not that interesting to me. To me. <laughs> How is that not interesting to you? <laughs> because to me, when I read this, they're making something out of nothing. Like, how many people, how many leaders of the world does he call? And how many are receptive to him? Well, it seems like just this one is the one that he calls all the time. <laughs> That's what I'm reading, but uh, I don't know. He might call other people too. But they might. He might call France one more time than the Prime Minister of England, and they're they're writing a story about France. Eh. I don't know, man. I'm just tired of hearing about Trump, and I'm I'm actually tired of hearing bullshit about Trump. Like, tell me if he does something wrong, like his policies, any of his shit that. Yeah, he's really doing wrong. Mm -hmm. I don't even care about the investigation because it, nothing's happened yet, you know. But stuff he's signing into law, tell me what what that shit is. Is he signing executive orders? I want to know what that is, you know. Yeah, but I I really don't hear anything like that. Well, I mean, that stuff's out there. I mean, there's he's like it's out there. It's, you it's, know what? It's not terribly difficult to get, really. You know what? People should fucking watch hmm. C-SPAN. Yeah. That shit is really educational. I mean, even from the mo most minute, boring shit, yeah. you're still learning like how the government's working. Yeah. And if you're smart enough and you know enough of the working parts and people, you probably figure out what underhanded shit is going on, too. Yeah. But C-SPAN is like watching competitive chess. With it's what, with, fucking with, slow. With no like commentary so you just have to really know the game there is um there's a lot of youtube stuff that uh takes like the highlights of the day mm. but it's tough try not to get on somebody's uh channel that's that's got some kind of you know slant to it because any any commentary i i fucking hate i hate commentary i'm hating our show right now yeah. because we're talking about yeah Trump it's true when there's really nothing to talk about other than he makes a phone call <laughs> In the middle of the night, to someone he barely knows. That's weird. But he probably that's just a weird thing for a person to do, though. Like if if anybody had done that, it would still be interesting. Yeah, <laughs> but they have a lot in. I mean, they're both presidents. I'm sure they have something to talk about. Trump's probably on the ambient, fucking <laughs> sleepwalking that, that, on the that, phone. That's entirely possible. And uh, Macron's probably like barely understanding anything he says. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Anyway, so there's that. <laughs> Next story, Brennan. Uh, can we flip the page? Because <laughs> it's a good, uh, it's a good point to go to the next story. What if I tell you? Okay. Uh, let's see. On August fifteenth, a total of five hundred and seventy people chopped grass in a Slovenian countryside to set the Guinness Book World Guinness World Record for most people uh, scything in one place. Scything. Scything. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Whatever. I don't know. It's uh. Did you look at the at the picture? No. The I didn't, story. No. Do you know what a scythe is? Yeah, it's the Grim Reaper. Yeah. It's the Grim Reaper's fucking sickle. What? What? Why? <laughs> I don't know. Slovenia, man. That's their... Imagine the, this happening in America. How many people would have gone on a rampage? 570 scythes uh, swinging at the same time? Yeah, at least one person's gonna get murdered. At least one person. It's incredible. I don't know. It stood out to me. What a... I love wacky European shit. Yeah. You know, when they do something silly, like I can't I can't think of anything right now, but they uh Russian dash cam footage. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, that's one of my favorite things in the world. It's it's pretty uh time consuming in the morning for me. Yeah. I'll just I'll I just left uh one day to go do something. She came back. I was still watching dash cam footage. It had to be at least 2 hours. Yeah. And I'm not exaggerating. <laughs> Anyway, good for them. Good for Slovenia. Yeah, now, I mean, now they're known for something. Yeah, way to, way to, you know, I guess win a record or something. Yeah. Uh, should we move on to Houston, Texas news? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, Pastor Joel, Joel, Joel Osteen. Ooh. 
who initially took criticism for not opening the doors to his famed megachurch to those displaced in the wake of Hurricane Harvey, was recognized Tuesday by Houston Mayor Sylvester Turner and city council members for his role in the storm relief. What relief was that exactly? Uh, <laughs> I remember whenever... I hear you knocking, but you can't come in. I, I remember when Harvey was happening, because I keep getting Facebook notifications about memories and stuff, because you know yeah. this is the week that it all went down. And I remember seeing footage where these two guys, because my friend Fazook actually used to live down the street from Lakewood Church, and you know their their neighborhood was fine. Like, and there was there were these two guys that went up there. They went up to Joel Osteen's church. There were a couple of sandbags like around the doors, but just in case. Yeah, just in case there was. But this nothing. Know, it actually happened. this is the summit. The summit is like twenty feet off the ground. Fuck, that's right. I forgot. It's like a, hu- there's they a huge. The, they bought. Yeah, the they summit. bought the summit where the rockets used to play. Oh my god! I can't believe so. That's it. It was like that's a heavily fortified structure. Like even if even if the entire neighborhood had taken about twenty feet of water, the the top level still would have been well above. Yeah, you know. And there were people that were filming. They're like, "Look, there's no water up here. What's going on?" And they were posting videos to Facebook, and he didn't let people in for days. Wow. Meanwhile, you go down the street. The West Alabama Ice House was open, and so was the taco truck. Good God. Yeah, I mean, they were still serving, too. They were working that day. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I was up. I, I wasn't over there, but I was out looking for food myself. Yeah. Wow, what a piece of shit. And yeah. why did the city honor this guy? I mean, he supposedly, it was a bad look for him. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, he tried to make up for it afterwards, but it did, nobody, nobody in the public honors that guy. Yeah. I don't think. I mean, how much... I mean, meanwhile, Mattress Mac. Mattress Mac should have gotten that. He took like 10,000 people into his store. Yeah. Like, he fed them, he clothed them. You know, some of those people went home with some of that furniture they slept on. Yeah. You know, he he took care of people. He he did the right thing. And, you know. Joel Osteen. Well. Rotten hell. Okay. That award uh, means a little bit less next year, I think. Yeah. Put an asterisk by it. Yuma, Arizona. All right. Okay, let's see. A former Kentucky fried, uh, a former Arizona Kentucky fried chicken restaurant was the end of the line for a drug tunnel between Mexico and the United States. Federal officials said Wednesday. Uh, apparently, uh, they see. found 118 kilograms of meth, Woo-hoo! six grams of cocaine. That's really not much. No, that's probably for private use. Yeah. Uh, three kilograms of fentanyl. Oof. We'll get back to that. Thirteen kilograms of white heroin. Six kilograms of brown heroin. Oddly enough, not healthier than white heroin. Hair, hair on. Uh, it's, and it's whole grain heroin. All that was in a trailer. Unbleached heroin. Uh, of a truck driven by Ivan Lopez. Um, yeah, so I guess this guy was going in and out of this abandoned KFC. Yeah. And, you know, somebody noticed one day. <laughs> yep. Oh, let's go back to that fentanyl. Because yeah. three kilos of fentanyl could probably kill a few blocks worth of family homes. Yeah. Like that shit is so potent. Yeah. That's, uh, that's, people have been OD'd by accident by yeah. looking at the shit. Like that that's what's killing people right now is the fentanyl, man. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. They can't get their pain pills, so they get the heroin and then they get the fentanyl and then they die. Yep, in that order. Yeah. Uh so this tunnel went from uh Yuma, right? Mm. Yeah, Yuma, Arizona, all the way to Sonora, Mexico, I guess which is next door. Yeah. Like right across it's a like fence. Just barely across the border, yeah. Um, so this uh this tunnel seems weird, like its measurements. Yeah. The measurements start off with eight inches in diameter. Mm-hmm. That's not a tunnel. That's a the tube. Yeah. So I'm thinking like that must have just been like the opening to throw the stuff through, maybe. Yeah, maybe there was just like a rope. Or maybe this like is a, a typo, because that, that just doesn't make sense. Yeah. Uh it was twenty two feet deep. Maybe it's eight feet in diameter maybe but that's too big that's like the size of, that's like man size you know that's like an, that's enough room for a man and like dangling lights oh, you know that's true okay so maybe that's it uh 22 feet deep um 590 feet long yeah it ended at a home in sonora mexico mm-hmm. pretty crazy yes yeah, so there was like a trap door underneath the bed and then they were going underneath the bed oh it was there, no it was a pulley system that's what they did oh okay. yeah they had like this pulley and then they would like pull it over and then that's probably how they're transporting everything through a box or something damn i want to see that guy's arms yeah probably <laughs> probably lats for days yeah guns uh so yeah yeah so that, Dr- drugs are illegal so you're gonna get this kind of stuff yeah it says right here the fentanyl alone was three million doses jesus christ god that's crazy mm-hmm. 
Should we do some on the show? You got some? Yeah. Let's do it. Just got out of the hospital. Yeah. Uh, actually, let me tell you my fucking morphine story. Okay. Have you ever had morphine? I've never had morphine. Morphine's pretty damn good. Yeah? Uh, if it was readily available, I could have a problem. <laughs> <laughs> that shit is amazing. So morphine, as good as advertised. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The shit, give me some of that shit that killed Bella Lugosi. <laughs> uh, yeah. It was surprisingly good. Um, for those of you that have never taken it, uh, they warned me that there would be pressure on my abdomen and then on my chest, and then I would feel very relaxed. Mm. And they weren't kidding. Yeah, it felt like a five hundred pound lady was sitting on my nuts. Wow, like, like not that bad, but so basically, it was awesome. <laughs> it was uh, it was startling how much pressure was put on my abdomen. <laughs> Uh, and then that pressure went to my chest, and then I was into La La Land, and it was pretty beautiful. I have some texts on my phone that I sent myself. Do you want to hear them? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm so glad you had the presence of mind to do this. <laughs> Dude, I was making... Uh, I took some footage of myself, too. <laughs> I'll show you later. Put that uh, on the end of the show. Let's see. A handprint with red, yellow, and orange patterns, like the Genesis album cover. <laughs> end, end of text. <laughs> Uh, monster, very upset mouth, yelling like a monkey, arms outstretched on a wall, worm's eye view, silhouette, iced teeth, iced teeth. What the <laughs> fuck does that mean? Teeth made of like ice, like icicles? I think they were like icing on his teeth. <coughs> oh god. Let me show you this footage I shot. The audience can just get your reaction. Okay, he's just completely expressionless. Eyebrows are just slowly floating up and down eyes are at half mass looks like he kind of wants to laugh but he's trying not to whoa gabe is wasted <laughs> and the eyes are closed wow just faded out <laughs> uh, that was fun got some more okay he's, he's like hey kids stay in school don't do morphine morphine sucks with a huge smile on his face <laughs> like he's having the best time <laughs> uh, being a little you know chiflado um that's it for the news brennan uh you got a murder and mayhem for us uh yes i do okay so this is the story of todd colehip he's uh america's newest serial killer yay, yay we, we got, got another one got another member of the club this guy's uh he's a south carolina guy um they let's see he was accused of kidnapping a woman named kayla brown and killing her boyfriend and he may be linked to the deaths of up to seven people uh those deaths since this story has come out have you all called that a serial killer <laughs> yeah he's he's, he's he's low numbers but uh like you know since he's been arrested like those bodies have been confirmed and uh he's confessed to two more since he's been in prison so he's up to nine now wow so whenever uh you are being accused of being a serial killer now they got to treat everybody like you're the freaking zodiac and you're a criminal mastermind so they have to seize all of your property and just leaf over your entire life and find out what it all means you know and in the court in the course of doing that you know this guy was no rocket scientist you know he's just you know kind of run-of-the-mill kind of grunt serial killer nothing really special didn't have a special <laughs> did you say grunt serial killer yeah you know he's he's nothing special he's just a guy that killed some people yeah, yeah he doesn't yeah. have like a a a super villain backstory really so far mm -hmm. so they're pulling this guy's stuff they're going through his computer and usually you know whenever they're going through a serial killer's computer they're looking for you know child porn and you know victims photos and you know clues maps things like that with this guy they found amazon reviews he was going through amazon like i guess shopping for things that he was going to use in his crimes and was writing reviews on different products <laughs> That's so crazy. Uh, like he, he found a knife that says, uh, haven't stabbed anyone yet, dot, 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 yet, dot, 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 but I am keeping the dream alive. And when I do, it will be a quality tool like this for the knife wow. that he ended up using. Uh, he gave, uh, reviews for tactical gear, padlocks, uh, targets, a shovel. Uh, the review for the shovel said, uh, that this item is, uh, good for hiding bodies. Oh my God. Um, let's see. He gave, uh, a user review for some security locks saying, uh, this place is hotel California now which I don't even know what that's supposed to mean. But uh, one of the bad reviews he left was for a book called A Sniper's Guide to Hitting Your Target. Apparently, that one didn't make the mark for him. <laughs> Ooh, good one. <laughs> hey <-o. laughs> So, yeah. like the I did not see that coming. 
it's just like it's so pointless trying to be a serial killer now and especially if you're going to be this stupid about it because <laughs> everybody has this long storied footprint of everything you've ever done in your entire life you know basically from the time that you know internet became a common thing in people's houses and cell phones became a thing that's in your pocket all the time so they can what you, you what, can build a timeline of everything you've ever done and so what, i mean what nickname would you give this guy uh <laughs> i don't know man social media strangler the social media strangler <laughs> Nah, he's uh God. the Yelp Ripper. <laughs> the Yelp Ripper. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I I got nothing. This is just such a stupid crime. And you know, it, it's believed that kind of what I was talking about, like as far as people, the Amazon, <laughs> the Amazon. He's <laughs> <laughs> oh, just a short dude. <laughs> it's an ironic name. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> but like, it, it's it's like believed that like this is why everybody's doing mass shootings now is because it's so hard to get away with something now because you have this whole digital footprint that's just tracking you around all the time and just developing your timeline mm -hmm. so pretty much you have to be a complete luddite to get away with you know being a serial killer in this day and age that's why ted, ted kaczynski went for so long but you know uh we didn't talk about mccain's death in the news but uh i thought it was interesting that during the media's coverage of his his death mm -hmm. they're missing out that uh the nsa surveillance programs yeah they're going to trial did you know that no yeah they're going to trial like now i think you mean like the patriot act and the ndaa and all that stuff that mccain signed yes hmm. yeah pretty weird yeah he's not there to defend it i guess yeah it's kind of strange but all that shit's useless i mean yeah. what's the normal person everyday per unless it's like a resource to market to people yeah like get them to buy stuff it's useless here's my question where was the Patriot Act whenever Russia was supposedly manipulating our election? <laughs> oh, we can't look at foreign powers doing anything. That's what, like that's supposed to be what the Patriot Act's for. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. It's, it's, it's worth questioning. Well, nobody asked the NSA what, what happened. That's true. Why was no one watching? If the NSA made any kind of statement, it would probably allude to their capabilities, you know? Yeah. So probably why a lot of that stuff is behind closed doors but i don't know man i i'd rather not be spied on myself yeah uh, who knows where that information is going to turn up in the far future you know yeah i mean just by the judging by the fact that i get calls from health insurance people because i look looked at a obamacare uh like insurance uh marketplace one time like five years ago yeah that's total <laughs> bullshit it just makes me wonder and and they i think they're repealing like that law that uh you have to be on a list to block telemarketers like it's super easy to be on a list that means they can't call you uh I, it, i'm on that list and it doesn't work well it's it's out now it's yeah. not it's not valid they're yeah. not using it yeah so i just want to squeeze every just last drop commodify us all um speaking of which i might have to have a uh some kind of fundraiser for my hospital bill yeah <laughs> i gotta hide the ductile yeah it's uh it's crazy art show uh probably not gonna cut it <laughs> but we'll try um we got any friend questions i don't know let's find out well we have no friend questions uh i, I was reminded that uh i experienced a enormous toilet while at the hospital <laughs> okay did you see the picture yeah i saw the picture of that but it I... was incredible i i recommend uh if you're if you're into such things go buy a memorial Hermann emergency room and check it out <laughs> i've never seen anything like it it was enormous yeah i mean it was this wide like four feet wide yeah uh and it the flush was so fucking loud and it was made out of stainless steel nice <laughs> it was incredible man, man living incredible. a good life never seen anything like it. yeah all right uh how about some tenfold tirade all right UFOs! crazy unexplained shit Okay, did you read this article, Brennan? I did not. Oh, goodness. Uh, <clears throat> well, apparently, the manager of the DoD Aerospace Threat Program said, quote, UFOs are real. <laughs> um, the DoD, uh, where do I, where do I fucking start? Uh, the DoD's never been really, um, honest on some things, like the, the Iraq War. <laughs> mm. 
that's the main thing. Um, but also, they've denied UFOs for 70 years. Mm-hmm. Something like that. 60, maybe. Uh, and then now they're coming out. I don't know why. Like, what? what is the, the motive for saying that they know they're real and why now they've space been force oh fuck God they're trying it. to get space force money that's true that's uh that's that at the end of the day that's what the dod is all about how much money can we get that's true it's all about keeping their budget high i know this for a fact i worked in logistics for the air force damn it Brennan. there was one day where i had to send out an email to the lady that was supposed to audit us and tell us you know you know what whether or not we were spending money you know whether or not that was a legal thing I had to send her an email saying, hey, we have to get rid of 10,000 like 10,000 pairs of boots so that we can keep our budget. So she sent out an email to the entire squadron saying, go get a free pair of boots. Mm-hmm. So this is the person that's supposed to be telling us no and keeping us honest. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, that, that's how the DOD works. <laughs> Makes sense. Makes sense for uh, the highest budget in the, on planet Earth for defense. Yeah, it's like it, if, they, if they don't spend that money, they audit them and then they decrease the budget the next year. So you right. have to spend at least what you're, what's guaranteed to you. And that's probably a no-no in itself, having to decrease a budget. Yeah, I mean, they, they, you know, on on paper, that's what they're supposed to do. They're supposed yeah. to manage it as a living expense, but that's not how it works. Right. Like, the, those budgets haven't changed for decades. Space Force, fuck. Okay. Yeah, they're trying to, trying to get that Space Force money. So, it says, according to TTS AAS statement, uh, it's team members who have been up. Op- quote, operating under the shadows of top secrecy for decades, unquote, believe that there is sufficient credible evidence of UAP that proves exotic technologies exist that could revolutionize the human experience. I got to stop you right now. Okay. Let's talk about who uh, TTS AAS is. Okay. Okay, so the To the Stars Academy of and the To the Stars Academy of Arts and Sciences is run by uh, President and CEO Tom DeLonge. Do you know who that is? Yes, it's a guitar player from Blink One Eighty Two. Yes. <laughs> Have you? Do you know what he's been up to? Yeah, he's like exploring UFO stuff. That's all he does now. He's been. His story is, and I've heard this story before, just not from a celebrity. Okay. He's using his celebrity to pull in officials from all of the armed forces and try to figure things out as a private entity some of the people that he has on on his whatever this thing is are legit generals and people of the of the dod i mean i don't know what to say other than that and this has happened before since the 70s but no it's always like a colonel and below you know yeah like they've never they've never had anybody come out to this magnitude it's uh i think the last person to do it was stephen greer and his he tried to put something similar together but it never really manifested into anything Mm -hmm. um but yeah just the people that what's his name tom DeLong has involved in this uh i mean i can't really i mean in a way it makes sense i mean most of the people who what other way would it be done most of the people who would have been fans of blink 182 would be upper level military officers by now you think like, so? Age wise, yeah. <laughs> really? They came out in the nineties. It's only twenty years ago, right? Yeah, it only takes twenty years to make Colonel. <laughs> I, I'm I, talking about generals. No, actually, not even not even twenty years. It takes like fourteen years to make Colonel. After that, you know, you start getting into like generals and things like that. So yeah, that's that's roughly the age bracket. So I guess he would have some sway in a way. Yeah. Big Blink One Eighty Two fans in the DoD apparently. I mean, he's he's been milking it to do this thing. Yeah. He was on Rogan. And uh, he just came off as, I mean, the, the information he gave was interesting, but I don't know. He came, uh, Rogan started mocking him a little bit, and he kind of fell to pieces after that. Yeah. Because, I don't know. It's hard to take these people seriously. Yeah. And it, I don't, and I hate when it is, kind of, because it's, it's more entertaining. It's entertaining to use your imagination to do stuff rather than have people officially say stuff is, is real and it's out there. Because, duh. I mean, you can fucking see the shit if you look in the right spots at the right time. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It feels like this whole Alex Jones thing. Like, keep it underground. Keep it weird. When it gets the, to the light of day and it and it gets too popular, it just kills it, it for falls me. falls apart. I, I don't know why. It's too mainstream, yeah. man. It's like, it's like watching your favorite band get a deal, man. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's a good way of putting it. Yeah. On to the next. We never really got into it, but whatever. <laughs> Do you know about um, Akon? 
the rapper? I've heard his name, but I, I know nothing about him. The uh, the guy that did the all the the electricity in Africa or something. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know vaguely of him. Like that's that's why I know him. I don't know his music at all. Me either. I I just know like what he's done. He's an Af- like- he's an African rapper, and he has this uh renewable energy uh thing going on. Uh, forget where. And it says he's been doing these like miniature lighting grids and like street lighting across like seventeen African countries. Right. Just out of his own pocket. It's awesome. That part is awesome. Like the thing that scares me mm-hmm. is that it's funded by China and they're setting up banks. It's not they're not setting up banks, but they're they're loaning money to banks to loan people to do this. Yeah. Um remember when Monsanto was kind of doing that in India and like people were committing suicide left and right because they couldn't pay back their loans yeah it scares me when big money comes in like that and does something like this but i mean only time's gonna tell because right you can't really tell until right i just i hate seeing people taken advantage of you know but i mean these are also like you know essentially third world populations they know there's nothing for them to give back you know what i mean there's not very much to go yeah, around and if they don't even have electricity my like what's what's the angle if i mean hey, they're, maybe they're, maybe catch maybe they're like investing to catch a piece on the of the industrialization on the back end that's supp- supplied you know by having these power grids there there's a big struggle for mineral rights in africa right now yeah um i don't know do you yeah, know that's, that's where i like the rare earth minerals and that's where the whole congolese warlords and that whole thing well yeah. the american military's yeah. in there too yeah and so uh so are the french mm-hmm um and now the chinese definitely are going to be in there uh economically so who knows who knows i mean we're talking like billions of dollars yeah well i mean that's that's Uh, that's what happens whenever you invest in a country as opposed to try to conquer it yeah you know (laughs) like if you give them incentive to maybe trust you that's how you conquer it yeah yeah you you don't go in there and shooting right you know because i mean they already have guys that'll cut your hands off with machetes out there i mean you can't scare them with shooting yeah (laughs) why not present them with some opportunity and try to make the world you know a little more livable for them (laughs) yeah i mean china might be on to something that's true and they have enough money to where uh they're probably not even gonna miss it yeah if it doesn't pan out you know oh it'll pan out it'll pan out for them Hmm. i mean you can't just let that kind of money go without expecting something in return yeah um but also i think it's it they're chinese manufactured solar components so they're mm. they're making money off yes, the they're back. making money off yeah they're so. paying themselves basically right so it's like i don't know it's a big ex- experiment i think yeah it's interesting but, yeah worth watching last story um you brought it up earlier about the u.s space force mm. did you know in 2014 the chinese started their their space force <laughs> really yeah it became official like they expanded to a whatever fifth branch yeah um for the people's liberation army in china uh i don't know i mean there's not too much information on what they actually started on but they're they've had four years to develop something you know Mm -hmm. so who knows what they have planned? yeah it's it's like i don't know the thing about the whole space force thing is what is what's the goal what does space combat look like what is you know what what is the actual oper? What is an operational day for the space force? What do they even do? You know. Um. Well, there's supposedly a treaty in place that prevents like uh, like stuff to bombard the Earth with. Yeah, yeah, there's supposed to be no weaponization of space. So, well, I don't know. Well, that's that's what's on paper. There's not supposed to be like we all kind of agreed. Okay, we're not gonna go to war in space. Like we've ever stuck to a treaty though. <laughs> well, ask a Native American. Um. Yeah. So maybe. Uh, this whole subject has me thinking like remember when the airport air force was part of the army mm-hmm. uh i guess world war one and it was, it was up through world war two was it yeah at the end of world war two uh air force was established in 47 i think i think you're right about that. you were probably forced uh, i used to remember the exact remember date that. yeah yeah uh i used to get yelled at for not knowing that date yeah <laughs> so um so the air force existed inside the army for a long time mm-hmm. um Putting some pieces together from just what we talked about tonight. Uh, of course, there's secret projects that you know explore technology that's not used by conventional uh, armies or air forces. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe that's just a way of bringing that out into the open and taking it from the army or whoever's running those programs 
putting it into a space force where it's more public i don't know because you know ufos are coming yeah and they're a threat <laughs> yeah. i don't know i'm just spitballing man that's what tenfold tirades for right right um but as far as china's space force i have no idea what they're up to yeah. i would like to know i'm curious what do you think yeah what, what do you think they're gonna do like what would a space war look like it'd yeah. have to be like they can't use missiles because that would create so much uh shrapnel yeah in in the uh in orbit you wouldn't be able to do anything no there's be bits of spacecraft flying over the sky all the time which would be interesting how about a uh emp torpedo or something like that yeah <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know i just always imagine that giant laser from akira on the satellite whenever i think of the space force and that was pretty cool yeah but <laughs> uh i heard that mars was brought up in the discussion for the u.s space force Ooh, mars war that's pretty cool I'm down for that. Oh, I'm down yeah. for some Mars war. Yeah. Maybe uh, when they're fighting, the uh, craters left from the bombs will unearth the, or unmars the uh, ancient structures that are there. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe so. All right, Brennan. We're running a steam. I can yeah, tell. we are. Let's, yeah. uh, let's call this one a night. Yeah. Um, thank you to LoneStarButtons.com. If you have some shit to promote, Buttons are always a good idea. If you have some art you want to promote, buttons are always a good idea. If you have a business, hey, guess what? Buttons are a great idea. Uh, they're cheap. I mean, not cheap. They're inexpensive. High quality. High quality. Yet inexpensive. Yet inexpensive. There you go. Um, and uh, Buttons also does, they do mirrors, uh, bottle openers, magnets, and different sizes different sizes of all of those things yeah uh they need to do switchblade combs and i would stock up uh you hear that <laughs> uh you can get in touch with uh lone star buttons by emailing info at lonestarbuttons.com or you can call the owner adam stimpy jones at 281-798-1996 mention the show and get some shit thrown in for free not actual shit but actual merchandise that you've already purchased or maybe actual shit maybe he just wants to keep it fun sometimes you never know you never know you, you did basically prank call him making this order right it's always it's always a surprise with adam stimpy jones tell him you want to suck in his hairy tits that always goes over well. It does. Uh, also, thank you to Mockingbird Network, uh, which we're on as of now. <laughs> yeah, for the time being. For the time being. Until I someone think... listens to the show and finds out what yeah. we're actually doing. I right? think the pin has just been pulled from this grenade. Yeah. This, this charade cannot go on any longer. They're going to find us out at any minute. Yeah. Um, yeah, go check out a show on there because they have a bunch of good goodins. Yeah, Nerd Love is actually recording new episodes right now. They're worth checking out. Actually, uh, one of their hosts was supposed to be with us tonight, but she was busy recording. Oh, so, yeah. Brenda! Brenda was not here for this episode. Yeah, we, we are welcoming her back uh, whenever she has the time to do it. Whenever, It'll be fun. Whenever we collectively get our shit together. Yeah, when I'm not in the hospital, almost stroking out. Um, anything else, Brennan? Uh, let's social see. medias. Yeah, you can follow us at uh, Revenge of the World on Instagram, at ROTW Podcast on Twitter. Uh, you can follow us our, on our Facebook page, and we have our website, revengeoftheworld.com. And you can get to all those places through there. Brennan, good show, my fine feathered friend. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Gently go fuck someone.